Investing in buy to lets is not just about rental yields, it's about quality of tenant, it's about void levels, it's about um, infrastructure growth, how quickly we go up. So all these things are very important. Welcome to the Market Wrap, dated 3rd of June. Stuart Williamson here at the helm. Jubilee Day, here to talk about you Talk to you about potentially uh, interesting stuff that people might find newsworthy or might not find newsworthy that may or may not help them make decisions and decide whether they should or should not buy in the UK or buy at all anywhere. Anyway, please do share, spread it around, press the like button, all that sort of stuff. This week, the worst places in the UK to, to own a buy to let. We've got the cost of living crisis driving up rents. It may lead to depressed house prices which would be a buying opportunity. However, getting it right now has never been so important. Also, investing in the best void insurance, good building insurance, damage insurance, is all becoming more and more important. Because if you do have a drop in income and a void, or you do have additional costs because of damage, this is gonna be more of a problem in a tight market. So this is what we're gonna to cover today. In the recent market wrap, we covered the, the Zoopla research on, rent, on the rental market and the highlights simply were that the UK annual rental growth for new lets had risen by 11% in Q1 2022 as demand continued to outstrip supply. Wage growth had hit 8.8% last year and cumulatively the UK rental growth has not kept pace with earnings or inflation since 2016. The rise in rents is pushing up affordability metrics, 37% of gross income for a single earner, 18.5% for sharers. So that's where we were according to that. Now this week we've got new research from the research house Capital Economics. They are saying that average gross yields will increase from 4.3% to 4.9% by the end of 2024. Okay, that's rental yield. The rationale for this is because rising interest rates and mortgage costs will lock more first-time buyers out of the housing ladder, pushing up demand and rent prices. That's demand for rentals and rent prices. They also expect house prices to fall by 5% over the next two years. Contentious subject. They say rents will be boosted because before the pandemic, they grew at a slower rate than wages. This means that there's headroom for rents to rise before they become unaffordable. The current trajectory of wage growth should also allow rents to increase between 5 and 6% this year. Talk about the cost of living crisis is also a huge shortage of good people to employ out there, so that's going to push up rents. The rental increases will be underpinned by competition, given the relatively no number of options that are out there. The number of available rental properties has halved year on year according to Rightmove. All right, so it's 50% less rental properties available now than it was a year ago. Quite extraordinary. The rental market will also benefit as the sales market comes under pressure. Rising interest rates push up borrowing costs. Monthly mortgage payments will therefore become higher than monthly rental payments. And this will lock first-time buyers out of the market. Okay, it'll make them rent for longer and that will boost demand. However, there is a flip side. Landlords' borrowing costs are rising too, 
and profit margins are shrinking because of the tax changes that cut relief on buy-to-let mortgages and increase stamp duty bills on investment opportunities into property, that is. Only investors who plan carefully, who will be able to take advantage of rising yields, will do well. Others will find their cash is not going anywhere and they're losing money. So using the Daily Telegraph's new buy-to-let market tracker, which they launched this weekend, I think, um, we can go through and highlight markets that you should be avoiding and markets you should be investing in. So where are the best markets at the moment? In the north of England, the highest yields are in the northeast, in Hartlepool. A typical buy-to-let there costs £109,000 and has monthly rental income of 474. This gives you an average yield of about 7.9%. And if you go, excuse me, if you go into the um, the tracker, they've got a great website, and you can you can you can look at the Telegram. It's very interesting. In issues I'd highlight with buying in Hartlepool: you never get a mortgage because it's so low. Capital appreciation is very poor, 21% over 10 years. South of England, while rents going up are improving yields in the capital, the most profitable places to invest are actually in the sm smaller coastal towns and cities. Now Plymouth offers one of the highest returns. Homes in Plymouth are on average £198,000 with a monthly rental income of 763, 5.7% yield. What do I say about that? Of all the South Coast, Plymouth does have the highest concentration of manufacturing employment. They provide opportunities in management, process engineering and advanced manufacturing. 12% of Plymouth's jobs are in that area, compared to 8.3% of the national average. In addition, Plymouth has got a strong employment centre in the defence industry. Um, it's home to the largest naval base in, I think, in Western Europe. And they've got a new um, project coming up, one of the most uh, expensive items on the UK government's balance sheet, the Dreadnought, is going to be built there. Okay, in preparation, apparently investment of over 1 billion that will secure the submarine and nuclear work for the next 70 years in Plymouth. Okay, Plymouth also is above the UK average for fast broadband speeds and coverage. So excellent for, work, for people working from home. So, we quite like Plymouth. I think it's a good location. Um, Hartlepool, as you can tell, I'm not that keen on. It's got no real drivers. It's got no real reason to go up, which is unfortunate. In the Midlands, the employment centre of Nottingham ranks highest, with yields at 6.6%. Rental homes make up a particularly large part of the local market at 26.4%. Mean, means there's loads of tenants always looking to rent. Typical buy-to-let costs are £162,000, and monthly rent is £837,000. Nottingham's economy has grown at 40.8% over the last 10 years, faster than the UK average of 38.6%, and this has been boosted by the growth of e-commerce hubs presently. Um, all the big distributors like Lidl's, Amazon, apparently uh, Daventry, there's a huge Amazon uh, distribution site there. From an economic output perspective, it's got the second highest GVA gross value added per head in the UK, second only to Bristol. Problems, the market is so hard, it's difficult to find and secure a property. Okay, let's look at Scotland. 
the highest yields actually in the whole of the UK are in Scotland on the outskirts of Glasgow, East Ayrshire and North Lanarkshire. And an investor there can get 8.1% on their properties. Average, excuse me, average buy-to-let costs are 98,000 and 111,000 for the two locations. Rents 460 and just over 500. Problem again, mortgages. And also, is it a COVID bounce? So is it just going up because people are moving out there because it's cheap and they can work from there? Or is it a real thing? Also, a very small pool of renters, 14% of people are renting. It's a well-known tourist destination, nice place to go to. But Air has been ranked the worst seaside town in Scotland, according to Independent Consumer Group. So do we like it? Not so much because of the small pool of renters and the small mortgageability of it all. Okay, let's look at Wales. Most profitable place to invest in Wales is just north of Cardiff, Blaenau Gwent. And we've covered this before, it's a very popular location. Average rental yields at 7.1%, monthly rent, rental income at £537. The average home here costs £120,000. So you'd need about £35,000-£40,000 to get in. Issue is the mortgage would be less than £100,000. Would you be able to get it? The nearby local authorities of Merthyr Tydfil and Rhonda Cannon Taff have respective yields of 6.6 and 6.5%, so also good, similar sort of house price. Um, the TAF is actually around 140,000, a bit more expensive. The local government website um, said, when the cabinet secretary for economic and transport, for the economy and transport announced the proposed automotive technology park in Abu Vale, which is the biggest town there, city, now referred to as Tech Valley, the aim was to seize an opportunity from the, for, for the, from the fourth industrial age and to address a need that is founded in the demise of traditional industries in many of the South Wales Valleys, and in particular those of Blaenau Gwent. So it's Tech Valley, Silicon Valley, uh, very positive going forward, a lot of investment being put into it. The Guardian reports, however, it's got the second lowest mean salary in Britain, and its GCSE results are the worst in Wales, and it's five food banks operating in an area of 42 miles, square miles around there. Okay, that's not great. So it's not one of our favourites. Prime Central London has got the lowest yields. So is it a good place to buy? Well, the most expensive property markets in the country are places with the lowest yields. That's, you know, it's a trophy purchase. That means the prices, postcodes and the capital offer the worst returns. Rental properties in the London borough of Kensington and Chelsea are the least profitable in the country. Monthly rents sit at £2,903. Well, the average property costs 1.172 million. Making the area most expensive place to buy. Yields are 3%. So quite often people say to me, I'd like to buy in London. Firstly, you've got to have absolute fortune to buy in there. And then secondly, it won't pay your mortgage off. So we're not great fans of centre of London. Of the top 10 local authorities with the lowest yields, seven are in the capital. Westminster, City of London, Richmond, and so on. But if you go into, as I said, the, um, the Great Telegraph website and do this tracker, you can see all this for yourself and it is very good. These calculations that yeah, basically I said don't include for stamp duty, which would be hum humongous. Um, the average stamp duty on the Kensington Chelsea property is £96,000. Okay, and if you include that into the yield, then the price actually goes, the, the yield goes from 3% down to 
Okay. People who buy in London obviously think it's bellwether, it's going to go up in price. It hasn't gone up in price really since for over the last five years. House price growth year to date in the capital was 4.8% against a national average of 9.8%. And it's just driven really by people wanting to buy houses as opposed to flats. And the outlook is pretty grim. Again, capital economics has forecast 10% drop in London prices by 2024 if that's to be believed or not. The lowest yields outside London, St Albans and, and South Buckinghamshire, because they are London prices. Um, I wasn't aware of this, but basically you can get a tube from there into town and it's 650,000 pound for a house, which is quite extraordinary. The very, very worst place to buy, according to these figures, is the Derbyshire Dales. House prices are near the average at £318,000, but rents are just £741, which is the lowest monthly income of any of the local authorities that surveyed in this um, Telegraph article. Okay, what about what about the longest to rent a property? You know, by, investing in buy-to-lets is not just about rental yields, it's about quality of tenant, it's about void levels it's about um infrastructure growth how quickly we go up so all these things are very important voids is a huge thing if you've got a huge void and it's empty for all that time a great rental you when it is rented out is no good so as inflation and rising energy bills bring affordability crunch to tenants the risk of arrears is rising you can mitigate this risk by investing in areas where tenant demand is exceptionally high and there's a shortage of available rental properties, which does play into sort of the Hartlepool-esque approach. This will give them more choice in selecting tenants, a tenant um, managers more choice in selecting, selecting tenants and a lower risk of void periods. Canterbury in Kent and Warwick in the West Millions are the worst at this. Average property took 31 days to let in Canterbury and 30 in Warwick. So be careful where you do buy. The best place in the UK for the shortest length of time a place is empty is actually Glasgow. So that's the market route for this week. It's a case of look out for where you're buying to make sure you're getting a good rental yield. It's particularly important now that we're getting into more of a, a pressurized market situation where things aren't so buoyant. Capital appreciation is important. Look at that as well as rental yield, but voids are just as important again. So make sure you bear that in mind. Do your research, you know, buy and be aware. Um, please do like if you like, if you enjoyed it today. Please do share it if you can, and please do subscribe. Thank you very much for listening. Look forward to talking again next week. Cheerio.